What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Betting Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheen, coming to you from the home of the All-Ireland Hurling Champions, Limerick, as we talk about a massive weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. We have a very good Bellator card, a very good Cage Warriors card, and a very good UFC card as well, coming at you from London, as is the Cage Warriors card uh, as well. And Bellator, where's Bellator going on? That's going on in... Tacoma, Washington, wherever that is. So, fair play to all of them. Uh, it's uh, another banging weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. We've seen uh, Bellator over the last while only put on like one event a month, which is actually great. I think it's benefiting them a lot, but it makes, you know, these um, bumper weekends, I suppose, maybe more common. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's going to be a bad, mad weekend, as always, but let's get into it. Let's talk about it and let's get to the bets. Please bet responsibly. As I said, if you watched the last two or three betting shows, you were better off you did bet responsibly because we did so badly, <laughs> especially last week. I think last week was the first time. I think it was only the second time in the year that I've got all five wrong, but maybe maybe it's more. But uh, all five wrong last week it was a terrible week, but it's been going so bad for the last three weeks that it can only get better. So unless I get all five wrong here again this week, which you never know, uh... It'll get better, it'll get better. So we've better week coming this week, and there are some fun fights, and we pick out some as well. There are the world of fights and the world of bets to look at this week, so we could have picked out 10 bets, but we've gone with the five, and I look again at the end, see if there's anything that uh, that tickles my fancy here. Um, right, so the first bet I'm going for is in Bellator, and I'm going for Tox, uh, Tafik Musayev. Uh, to win his fight against Sydney Outlaw. He's at minus 175. Um, and I... Uh, he's, do you know what? He's actually let me let me change up before we start. He's actually gone down to minus one sixty. Pull up these prices last night. Just looking at here, minus one sixty. He is now, so that's even better. I, I really like that price, and I really like Masayev as a fighter. Um, he's a guy who uh, this is his Bellator debut, if I'm not mistaken. But he's fought a lot over and risen. He's fought against uh, Patricky Pitbull over there, and he's fought some really, really good guys. Went back and watched a couple of fights. He was supposed to fight a few months ago, I suppose, at this stage, and I watched a lot of his fights and was very, very impressed by him back then. Went back, watched him again here for this fight, and I'm even more impressed. Um, he's lighting on his feet. Uh, he switches stances very well. He hits hard. He's very good at wrestling, and he uses that switch... Uh, hitting ability and the switch stance ability to you to to uh, get his wrestling into play as well. He attacks the front leg. He's strong. I re- I like. There's a lot to like about Masayev. Now I think Sidney Ola is the type of guy who has been caught before by guys like Masayev. I think, and he is. He's look. He's a very good fighter in his own right. But I think that what he does is not too dissimilar on the feet to what Masayev does. But I think Masayev just does it so much better. I'm, I'm just, I'm really impressed by him. I really, and I can't wait to see him fighting Bellator. I know a lot of people have been tweeting about him this week and saying, I can't wait till this guy, you know, gets on the scene in Bellator and goes through a few guys. And do you know what? I, I really do think he will. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this guy uh, became the champion in Bellator. I think he's that good. Obviously, you know, he's a win over the champion, so that maybe isn't uh, the the biggest call in the world there for me. But you get what I mean. Uh, it's very rare you see a guy in his first or second fight in a promotion we're talking about him in this way, but I think he deserves to be talked about uh, in this way. Uh, as I say, I'll say it again, my reason for picking him here is just I think he's a better all-around fighter, but I think he's also better in the areas that Sydney Outlaw is going on, whether it's, you know, I think he'll be able to take him down. 
honestly, and I do think he's a better striker than him as well. Now, that remains to be seen. Sidney Hollow's a good fighter, and he can hit hard, and he can do it all as well. But yeah, I'm going for Messiah first bet of the week uh, to win here at, uh, at Bellator. Um... I'm going to go go kind of back and f- uh, forward here on some of them. I have another Bellator bet, but if I'm going to move uh, to the UFC first. Now, I just realized I I had a cage warriors bet, but I changed it for my second Bellator bet. So maybe we get an extra cage warriors bet at the end of this, because there's definitely a few guys in that. But my, my second bet for this weekend, I'm going for... Uh, I'm going for Curtis Blades to win uh, in the main event of UFC London. Now, the, the Liverpool fans or the UK fans are probably uh, killing me now for, for going for this one, but he's plus 110, Aspinall is minus 130. Honestly, I, I like Blades in this fight. It's Look, we know what Aspinall needs to do. He needs to keep it on the feet and he needs to knock him out. Blades' is striking, I think, has improved a little bit over the last while. Also, look, you could see... I know a few people have said um, Blades is, is a blue belt and Aspinall is a black belt. Um... Maybe, maybe it's a bit of a submission in heavyweight MMA. Yeah, may, maybe <laughs> we'll see. But uh, I think if the fight does go to the ground, I think Blades will dominate there. But if it does stay on the feet, I wouldn't say Aspinall will dominate on the feet, but I think he will win on the feet. If this fight goes two, three rounds on the feet, I think Aspinall will probably end up knocking him out. Although Blades can hit hard as well, and he's getting better. Blades' issue over the last few years, we've seen it loads of times, has been the transition between striking and the takedown. It's and Let me just apologise here. If you're watching the video, it's the hottest day of the year in Ireland. I am just sweating buckets here. There's nothing I can do. I just be lighting run there. Like, ah, nah. I'm like Nosferatu or something inside there. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, Blades' issue has been the, um, the transition between standing and taking someone down and the ability to kind of adjust between that and not make it obvious so we saw against Derek Lewis everyone and and their dog at home watching could see he was going for the takedown Derek Lewis threw the big uppercut and the fight was over you know he he landed that big uppercut and that was that Um, that's what Tom Aspinall's going to need to do here as well but surely like I, I think Blades if if I was watching if I was him and I was watching I was looking at the ability that I have and then like, should I be going for like blast doubles in the middle of the cage like that where I can hit, get hit? Or should I push lads against the cage, try to pull them down and take them down like that? I think maybe. Yeah, like blast doubles are great and it's a dying art, honestly, as we all know. And we want to see more of it. But unless you can time it very well, unless it's, you know, you you're, someone's trying to kick and then you double and leg them like that or something. I, I think it's very risky, especially for a guy like Blades, who we know it's going to be coming from him. So... Uh, I think maybe push Aspen against the cage, pull him down there. Even if you can turn him off the cage or something and land a few shots, I think that's maybe the way to go for for Blades. Or if not, just be very careful on the feet. Act, you know, even like if I wouldn't be too worried, right? Let's say you bet Blades win by decision or whatever. I wouldn't be too worried if he loses the first round, maybe even half of the second round or something like that, to set Aspinall up, get him a little bit more tired. Um, didn't go for the takedown. When he's like not expecting, he's expecting, oh, this is a kickboxing match, he's not even trying to take me down, he can't take me down, didn't take him down. Now, is Blade smart enough to do that? I don't think he's the smartest fighter in the world, maybe not, but I, I think I think he's will be game planned well enough to have an idea of where to take Aspinall down to make it a little bit safer than in the past, and I think he'll do it. And I think he, once he does that a couple of times, I think Aspinall's going to find it very, very tough. I don't think he's going to be able to submit him. Now, I might be wrong, maybe I'm wrong, um, and I think Blades will win. 
So yeah, that's what, I, what I'm going for. And I'm going for the wrestling of Curtis Blades to be that um, Aspinall. I think it's a little bit like I, I said. Look, I've I've been wrong for the last three or four fights in Aspinall, saying they're a little bit too soon. I'm saying it again, and you know what? I'll probably be wrong again, but that's what I think, and I'm not going to deny what I think. So there you go. I'm going for Curtis Blades to win that a plus one ten. Right, the next uh, one I'm going for. I'm going for Paul Craig, my guy. Plus one four two. Are we going to keep down Paul Craig? Like no, we can keep down and we can keep down. He's fighting Vulcan Odzimir here, who is you know a good fighter, a very very good fighter. Um, but he hasn't had the best run over you know over the last while. I think Paul Craig is maybe the most disrespected fighter in the UFC. Odzimir is coming off a loss to Mohamed Ankalaev who Paul Craig beat. And he's coming off a loss to Yuri Prohachka as well. You know, no, no shame in either loss, but you know what I mean. He's two losses in a row. And Paul Craig, who is on an unmerciful run, he's beaten Krilov, he's beaten Hill, he's beaten Shogun, he's beaten Ankalaev, he drew with Shogun before that, beat Vinicius Mayer. Okay, he took, took a couple of losses before that, but he has a win over Ankalaev as well before that. Like, come on. Come on, how much more do you have to do? Especially a light heavyweight division. It's not the best division in the world. And they're putting him in there. Okay, Aljamir's a good fighter, and he's probably ranked pretty highly and whatnot. But he's coming off of two losses, and they're putting him in there against Paul Craig. That's a bit unfair, I think. So, and, you know, we've seen before that Aljamir has been submitted. Anthony uh, Anthony Smith submitted him, and he was submitted outside uh, in Bellator, actually, a, a few fights in the first loss of his career. So he has two submission losses on his, uh, on his ledger. Now... Having said all of this, Odzimir is probably going to land a few big shots on the on the feet. He does tend to panic a little bit, though, if he lo- does land a few shots and if he does get a guy hurt. And that's exactly what Paul Craig wants. So if he does panic a bit, goes for it. Even if Paul Craig is hurt, all Craig needs is one clasp on that arm underneath there, catch onto it, and that's it. You know, Craig is very good. Big dirty teacher. As Craig, uh, Craig is very good at that. He's so good at that. He... Look, this this is a Craig submission all day long. It really is. I, I I'm going for him just straight up because you never know in MMA could you know whatever. But I think um, I think uh, look, I think Craig's striking has actually improved as well. So it's not the case of oh he has to get hurt, he has to get knocked down just so the lad land on top of him so he can submit him. Not necessarily that at all. I think his uh, his ability to strike has improved definitely. He also is a very smart guy in terms of like, you know, I found I, I said about Blades needing to find different ways of getting the fight to the ground, and like, you know, he's made the same mistake over and over. Craig, I think, find look, he finds ways of getting to the ground because he usually does get hurt. To be fair, but I think he is better at pushing guys against the cage now. Like he doesn't, and I haven't said it. Like, I'm not comparing him with Blades. He doesn't have. The wrestling game or the all-around game of blades in that way in the takedown, uh, in, you know, in the takedown realm of the of fighting, but I I think he will you know clamp again uh, on an arm against the cage, pull guard and take guys down like that. And you need if your plan A is jujitsu, which is never a great plan A, right? In modern MMA, but if it is, you have to go all out for it. You have to pull guard. You have to fall down. You have to take one punch and go, oh, act like you're hurt. You know, like Verdum used to do back in the day. And then he triangle fade. Or that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do if you are a, a bottom uh, jiu-jitsu fighter like Paul Craig is. And I think he'd be smart enough to do that. I think Odzimir will fall into the, the, the trap. And I think he'll get submitted. So there you go. That's my bet there. Paul Craig. 
Right, my uh, I'm running through these very quickly as I made ninety so long, but there's a lot to get to at the end anyway. So we will uh, we will get to all of them at the end uh, as well. Uh, I'm going for uh, I'm going for Lorenz Larkin here uh, to win, and he's plus one or five uh, in his Bellator fight this weekend. Um, I uh, like ha- looking at this fight. He's fighting, fighting Mohamed Berkhamov, who has a great record, a really, 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 really good record. I think he's fifteen and one or something like that. Um, I went back and I watched a couple of his fights, and this is his second uh, Bellator fight. He beat Jaleel Willis uh, in his first. He guillotine choked him in the the first round. Um, and Lorenz Arkin back down at one seventy as well here after being at one eighty five last time out. Watching Berkhamov's fights, I just think his striking is not great at all. Now I might maybe I, I watched two or three wrong fights, and maybe he's improved or maybe I just you know picked out the wrong ones or whatever that I could be right that could be right but what, from what I watched him I just think someone like Lorenz Larkin who's a very good striker who can hit hard who's a technically good striker as well he's just going to eat someone like Berkhamov alive and like is Lorenz Larkin good enough to stop the takedown I think I think he is now Berkhamov is a very very good wrestler and very good takedown artist so maybe he will take him down. You know, maybe he will. But I think Lorenz Larkin is good enough to stop the takedown most of the time. I think he's good enough to survive if it does get to the ground. And I think on the feet over three rounds especially, I think Lorenz Larkin's going to have enough for him here. Um, I I could be... I could be wrong. I, I, you know, I'll say it again. I could be wrong. I've been on a terrible run of calling fights, if we're being honest. But look, just looking at this one, looking at a fighter A versus fighter B, and when fighter A it has, you know... A lot of fights against guys, you know, who are very good wrestlers. Look, at he beat Koreshkov. You know, back in the day, he's beaten Neil Magny. He's beaten John Howard, Ponzinibbio, Kamozi. You know, you know, he's beaten Robbie Lawler. He was not a wrestler, but you know what I mean. And, okay, he's lost to some guys as well, like Derek Brunson and others. But a lot of his, like his last couple of wins, Douglas Lima, and Paul Daly. Like, he's beaten guys who are better strikers than him, arguably. Although he's winning the Daly fight, but you know what I mean. You know, he lost, uh, he lost to Tumanov back in the day, who's very good, well-rounded, uh, you know, a striker and wrestler. Same with Brunson. Brunson, uh, I think size in that one played a big part. But I I just think he'll have a little bit too much on the feet for Berkhamov here. And if if you, if Berkhamov can take him down, I just think it's going to go to... He might knock him out, but I think it's probably just destined to like go to a decision where Berkhamov keeps trying to take him down and just can't, and, and uh, Lorenz Arkin's having his way with him on the feet. But I suppose we shall see. We shall see it this weekend. Um, right, those are my four bets. And my flyer of the week... I'm going for the submission again, lads. I'm going for Jack Romanson to submit Chris Curtis at plus 450. Now... Look, Jack Hermanson, we, we know how uh, we know how good he is. He's really good at getting fast submission wins as well. Back in the day, he, he looked Kelvin Gastelum uh, in in a, in a round. He guillotined David Branch and Gerald Marshart within a round. He you know, he ground pounded Talis Lettuce, but he's a a great uh, a great jiu-jitsu artist and everything like that. I just think what what Jack Hermanson is is a fantastic starter. When he starts fantastically, if you want to put it that way, he go he can go in there and he'll put you on your back very quickly, and he usually does that. And I think he will do that here against Chris Curtis. Now, Chris Curtis is very good, and if Jack Hermanson can finish him in the first round, I think Chris Curtis will go on and maybe get it like a third round stoppage or something like that. But having said that, this is short notice. This is 
a guy who in in uh, in Hermanson is a really fa- I'd say a fast starter, but a fast fighter in general. And I think in this middleweight division, Chris Curtis has won a lot of fights because there are a lot of like minus athletes in that division, I would say. Whereas Chris Curtis is a good athlete, and I think Jack Hermanson is a fantastic athlete altogether. And I think if Chris Curtis doesn't have that advantage over these other guys, and he's tougher and more experienced as well than most of these guys, I think that could be an X factor for Jack Hermanson early. Now, that experience and the toughness, I think, will play late. Hermanson also, he is, he is a one-round fighter, like, and that, that, that might sound a bit unfair, but and it is unfair, but he fights so well. He fights his best fight when it's the first round, when he's gone out there and he's given it all, and, tr- you know, you... If you're his coach, you would say, go for it in round one. Just give it your all in round one and try to win it there. Because if it goes to second or third round, you don't have as good of a chance of winning it there. You are at your best when you're confident and go out and trying to finish it early. And that's the reason I think he will go out, he'll get a big takedown early, and he will go and try to, you know, take the back or whatever it might be and, and get a, get Chris Curtis. Um and I, I think, honestly, I think that's the way it will go. And I like that price, plus 450. It's not the biggest flyer bet of the week, but it's, you know, it's it's one that could happen. You see the, the three losses for um, for Chris Curtis over in PFL. They're his last three losses. There were two of them to Magomed Sharapov and, and one to Ray Cooper. And, you know, wrestling and Magomed Sharapov go together. Can he be taken down? Yes, I think he can be taken down. Um, he's, he's I don't think he's ever been submitted. But Jack Hermanson is a very good submission artist, very good jiu-jitsu. And if there's one man who can do it, I think it's uh, probably even so. Plus 450 to get the submission, Jack Hermanson. Right, let's run through some of the bets so for the weekend. Uh, there is an Invicta card as well. It'll probably have already happened by, by the time this comes out. I'm just regarding it beforehand. So, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see how that went. So Bellator, we'll start off with... Um, there's only straight up betting up so far in in the betting here. Maybe it'll change as we go towards uh, towards the week. But we have uh, Outlaw Masayev. I mentioned Masayev in one of my bets minus one sixty plus one thirty for Outlaw. Uh, honestly, I think that's a great price. And the reason I gave it, I didn't say it at the time, but I think that should be minus two sixty, maybe minus three hundred. If I'm not uh, if I'm not lying, like uh, I think he is that much of a better fighter than Sydney Outlaw. Like I do like Sydney Outlaw without a shadow of a doubt. I, I think he's a very good fighter, but I think Masayev is is miles better. I think he'll win that fight. Larkin plus one twenty now. So Larkin's actually moved into uh, to plus one twenty. He was plus one hundred five when I looked at it last night. So we can maybe adjust, adjust that as well. Plus one twenty for Larkin now over Berkamov minus one fifty. Uh, Really good matchup of prospects coming through. Dalton Rasta, minus 240, plus 110 against Romero Cotton. Not sure, honestly. I'm not sure on that one. We will see. That's one of those ones that I think you look at, and then you bet in our next fight, maybe. Although, if you bet in our next fight, it might be too late. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a very, very good fight. I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. Bobby King is the underdog against uh, Rob Zabov. Douglas Lima and uh, Jason Jackson. Jackson is the favourite. Okay, Jackson's the favourite. Minus 180. I talked about that over on the Severe My Podcast this week. I was wondering who would be the favourite there. So, it is Jackson, minus 180, plus 150 for Lima. I think that's exactly the right line. You know, I think that is exactly the right line. Um, and I it's a fight you avoid, though. That's not a fight you bet on. No way, because you never know what's going to happen with Douglas Lehman. Never. Now, I would favour Jackson, as I mentioned. I think he's rightly the favourite there. You never know what's going to happen, though. 
Usman or Magomedov minus 550 plus 400 Chris Gonzalez this is one of the ones I was looking at for my flyer of the week I don't think Chris Gonzalez is out of this fight in any way shape or form I think he could win this fight now do I think Usman will win it I, I do I think Usman will win it but I think plus 400 is crazy I, I think that's wrong I think that line is too much I think maybe plus 200 maybe plus 250 and maybe minus 300 for for um, uh, for Usman, sorry, here. Um, I think I called him Umar and so, something else there earlier, but it's Usman or Megamedov. Uh, Devian Franklin then, uh, minus 240. It's not a bad price there. I thought he'd be bigger against Marcelo Gorm. Jalen Bates, minus 600. That's about right against Marco. It's a very good prospect, Bates. And then Ingoes, plus 500. Fernando, minus 700. We all know the flying knee of Fernando there. Cage Warriors then. A really, really great card for Cage Warriors this weekend. Um... The main event is George Hardwick, who's minus 200 against Kyle Driscoll, plus 160. So Kyle Driscoll is one of the best guys in America, uh, in the Cage Warriors, um, you know, San Diego uh, series, I suppose, that they're doing there. And then George Hardwick is one of the best fighters in the UK, and they're coming together to fight here in the 20th anniversary Cage Warriors show. Preview show with Brad Wharton will be out uh, around the same time as this, maybe a little bit before it. So check that out, please. Um... I like Hardwick there at minus 200. I think that uh, that line is right, but it should be a good fight. Uh, Daniel Skabinski then, who I was really impressed with watching him for his uh, his previous fight against, uh, was Justin Borland, wasn't it? He's fighting judo, Jimmy Wallhead. Who, you know, he's plus 205. This guy fought in the UFC. He's fought at a high level, and he's a very, very good fighter. So if you fancy that line, I wouldn't put you off it. I, I wouldn't put you off it, to be honest. Uh, Darren Stewart and Mick Stanton, minus 350, plus 275. I think that's about right. Dylan Hazan in for the flyweight title, minus 155 for him. Sam Creasy, the champion, plus 125. But he's a champion who lost his last fight, but his opponent missed weight, and it was it's just himself and uh, and Luke Shanks had, a, had the weirdest kind of... Was it trilogy or two fights? I don't know. It was mad anyway. All the, all the fights dipped two by his head. So um, I think that's about right. Hazan is a really good up-and-comer coming out of Italy. So uh, looking forward to seeing that. If he can get him down and wrestle him, I think he'll win that. Adam I'm a singer, minus 180. Sam Spencer, plus... Uh, what is he? Plus 150. Mm. Ooh, I maybe go for Spencer there. I think Spencer will win that one. Uh then Nathan Fletcher as well as a big favorite. He's at minus five fifty over Arik Jesse or Holland. This guy is minus three fifty against Mallers Flaminas, and this is a banger of a fight, an absolute banger of a fight. That's how good Jesse or Holland is against Flaminas, who's a very good prospect killer. Uh, wonderful fight. Jesse or Holland is brilliant, though. Um, and I think that's just about right, even though I have a lot of respect for Flaminas. But yeah, uh, Kingsley Crawford in minus 400, Reese McEwen uh, plus 300. This is a line that stood out to me, this next one. Aggie Sardari, the former champion, who I predicted would go to UFC and have a good uh, a good career there. Lost to John McCulgan for the title last time out. He's fighting Mike Figlak, who I believe is 7-0, a really good up-and-comer. Um, and Sardari, the former champion, is plus 200 here. Over Figlak, who's minus 260. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Look, I really like Mike Figlak. I think he is championship material. But I don't know. Is this a little bit too soon? I think Aggie Sardari is a brilliant fighter. Now, Joe McCulgan showed, I suppose, some of his limitations with his boxing. And Figlak is going to want to box him. But can he stop the takedown of Sardari as well? I think it's interesting... 
I, I probably just about pick Figlack to win that fight, just about. But that plus two hundred line, I think, is mad. I think, it, I think this is a, a pick'em fight, and I think plus two hundred is very big. I wouldn't touch that minus two sixty anyway with a barge ball, not a hope. Uh, Will Curry in on the best athletes in cage wires. He's fighting uh, Naglis. He's minus three thirty plus two five five. Jeremy Peatley was almost my bet here. I had Jeremy Peatley was the bet I was I had in and I took out. He's plus one six five over Steve Abiel minus two hundred five. Watching tape on Jeremy Peatley, I'm very impressed with him. I like, I just like his style. You know, he's the type of fighter I like. Uh, I think he'll win that plus one sixty. Luke Riley didn't fight another pad with him. This gym minus five fifty over uh, Simon Kevin. Simon Kevin, two first names. Uh, should should not be Kevin Simone, maybe backwards. Anyway, um, then Samuel Bar comes in on short notice. There's B fear against Tobias Rilla, one of the best prospects in the world of MMA. He lost a couple of fights ago to William Gomez, who's another massive prospect, but he's coming back here and I think he'll win this at minus 365. Then Lanier Kavanaugh, who's a very good prospect as well, great knockout in his last fight. He's minus 360. Anders Sanchez plus 285. And then Emil Brown, who I like as well, big fan of his, minus 200 plus 160 for his opponent, Anders uh, Lindgren. Right. Um, we let's talk next about the UFC and obviously UFC London. Um, the main event. We we go from bottom to the top. Nicholas Dalby, uh, he is a favorite here over Claudio Silva minus two four two plus two or seven for Silva. Mandy Baum then also has a favorite. Just about pick him there minus one twenty three one or plus one or three for Victoria Leonardo. Little bit surprised Jai Herbert is such a big favorite. He's minus 260 over plus 240. Kyle Nelson interviewed Jai during the week. If you haven't checked it out on Sherdog.com, please do. Now, I do think Jai will win this, but I also think Kyle Nelson's a good fighter. You know, Jai even said that himself on the interview, so that's not me speaking out of turn or anything there. Uh, I think that should be a little bit closer, but I do think Jai, Jai at minus 150 would probably be the, the right one. So, um, fancy Nelson bet there. Plus, one, plus 240 you can get him in some places, you know. Uh, it's not beyond the rounds of possibility, but I do think Joy will will bang him out of there. I think he's he'll be too good early. Uh, Ludovic Klein in Mason Jones, uh, Mason Jones big favorite minus three four five two. Uh, eight five in the plus direction for Klein, and I think that's about right as well. Mohamed Makayev, as always, is going to be a massive favorite. Minus four sixty against Charles Johnson, plus three sixty. Amir Khan is the underdog, plus one eighty, but he's always the underdog. Jonathan Pierce minus two ten. Love this fight between Charles Rose and Nathaniel Wood. Look, Nathaniel Wood's probably going to win it. He's minus 600 plus 450 for Rosa, but that's going to be a banger of a fight. An absolute banger. Those two guys only know how to have fun fights. Marci Casey is a big favourite, minus 355. What, what Marci Casey's going to show up? I really like Mark. I think he's a very good fighter, but Damir Hadovic is, is not a bad fighter as well. Plus 290. If the, the that showed that fought against Slava Claus shows up here, he'll win. He doesn't always. Then Monty McCann, minus 410 against Hannah Goldie, plus 310. I think that's a bit wide, honestly. I'd, I'd probably pick Molly again. It's, there's a lot of these fights. It's a bit wild. I think Molly, because of all like the hype and stuff she's been get, getting with Paddy, I think them people might be going a little bit overboard on her. So she's still, like, Molly to me is still an up-and-comer guy. And she's still learning. And I, she'd probably tell you that herself. Like, she's still someone who is, you know, becoming a great fighter you know, or becoming a very good fighter and I think maybe in two years time Molly will be at her apex I don't think she's there yet now and uh, look will she beat Hannah Goldie I think she probably will but I, I don't know it's minus 410 a line on Molly that I would be taking there it definitely isn't uh, Paul Craig then 
plus 142 against Odzimir minus 160 Gustafsson is back here Alexander Gustafsson he's the underdog against Nikita Krylov a thing which would have been mad only a few years ago he's plus 155 minus 180 for Krylov um, look if you're betting on Gustafsson you're betting on the old Gustafsson and I probably would still do it. Fake it. Yeah, we'll go for it. Dan Hermanson is the... It's just a pick him. Minus 110 for both guys almost here. Paddy Pimblet, Jordan Levitt. Plus 220 for Levitt. Uh, minus 260 for Paddy Pimblet. If you're asking me to bet one of them at that price, I would 100% bet Levitt there. Um, one thing people forget, right? If you look at Paddy Pimblet and you look at... Okay, he's not the best striker in order. He's going to get banged out by someone one of these days. Paddy Pimblet's losses have been to guys who are just like strong wrestlers in Sarn Back and Nad Naramani. Uh, Jordan Levitt's a strong wrestler. You know, <laughs> if you want two and two to make four, let's go for it. But I would just about pick Paddy in that one. But uh, at that price, at that price, 100% level. You can't, I don't think Ben Paddy, a minus 260 in that fight is, is a good one at all to go. But and in the main event, Blades and Aspinall, just straight up uh, minus 110, minus 108-ish for us, for uh, Blades. And in the minus 130, minus 135 here in some places, I see for Tom Aspinall, interesting price. You know, I basically pick him fine. I think that's just about right. So, right, we will leave it there. Uh, everyone, thank you for watching as always. If you want to leave your bets down below, I will reply. I'm always in the uh, in the comments having a look. Let me know your bet and I will tell you what I think of it. Click the subscribe button if you're not already. If you're on Spotify or wherever you are, click the subscribe button as well. Give us five star rating and all of that here. If you want to leave a super chat as well, I think you can do that on uh, on YouTube. So throw an old fiver over there in our direction and be very, very good. So, uh, yeah, we will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com. Before I go, actually, here are my five bets. I almost forgot to, re to, to review them. Masayev, minus uh, 160 over in Bellator. Two bets from UFC London, plus 110 for Curtis Blades, and then plus 142 for Paul Craig. Uh, Lorenz Lark, and then, what did I say he was into, plus, uh, plus 120 or something like that? I'm down here, plus 105, so, but Lorenz Larkin, anyway, I'm sure you'll see it here up on the screen. And then my flyer of the week is Jack Hermanson to win by submission at plus 450. All right, that's all from me. We'll see you all next time.